Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yeah, there were a lot of asks in last week's provincial budget that went unfulfilled. We talked about some of that with Vaughn Palmer earlier. Different groups, different organizations that were hoping for a boost and didn't get it. Like Dyslexia BC. There was $30 million pledged for screening and literacy supports, but critics say that is not nearly enough. Now, Kathy McMillan is the founding member of Dyslexia BC and joins us now to talk about that. Kathy, thank you for being here. Simi, thanks for having me. Now, Kathy, can you give us an idea of, of how many people need support who have dyslexia in this province? Uh, probably all of them, uh, but there's 20% of the population anywhere. Like it's uh, like universal. It doesn't matter what language you speak. Dyslexia is 20% of the population with 5% of that having severe or profound dyslexia, which could be considered disability. Now, this is something we're still get, getting awareness of too, isn't it? It is. We're... Um, School districts still do not use the term dyslexia, some, like some of them do, but a lot of them don't even say dyslexia. Even psychologists tell parents that they don't use the term dyslexia anymore. It's um, a bit of an invisible, it's a bit of an elephant in the room, Shall <laughs> you? Uh, we can say, because uh, nobody really wants to talk about what really needs to be done, which is systemic change. Okay, what do you think needs to be done? Well, we need to make some legislation ensuring that all kids get screened starting in kindergarten. Um, This uh, $30 million is going for screening. We don't know who's doing it. We don't know um, the plan around it. We have no idea. And we've asked the ministry several times over the last year. I know that they've been planning something since last last um, the, the education mandate in December. Um, with dyslexia, um, and in the United States, I should back up, in the United States, they've been making legislation over the last 10 years. And the legislation includes things like universal screening, the change to using scientifically informed evidence-based instruction, teacher training, um, and all that kind of stuff. And I've been asking for the ministry to do the same, um, but they haven't answered any of my calls to action and, um, or Dyslexia BC's calls to action. And, um, So to make systemic change, we need policies, legislation, and we need accountability of of what's happening for the students. So, Kathy, I guess my question here is, like, if we can't even agree on what to call it or how to categorize this, how how do we help the students who need it? Exactly. So there's a huge push right now to change just literacy, and it's kind of fueled by service providers. You know, this... Oh, when we know better, we'll do better type mentality. But there is a disability component to it. And when we aren't labeling it and we aren't 
calling it what it is. Yeah, like you're you're shooting in the dark. We go to the doctor. We get told we have ADHD. The the, the GP can give us medication on the spot. Dyslexia, you have to pay three to four thousand dollars to get a diagnosis. If you're not one of the very lucky ones that gets a diagnosis in the school, um, and it's not just a diagnosis we need. We need places to go to get interventions. Like there's nowhere to go unless you pay. Can, so can um, you give parents an idea, give people an idea. Of what is the the range here of of conditions or symptoms that people might suspect they might be on this somehow? They might this might impact them. Um, things like reluctancy to read. Um, you know, people that don't read books or magazines as adults, they're probably dyslexic. Um, people that have trouble, uh, basically dyslexia is a language-based learning disability and it's genetic. Uh, if a relative has it, you have a very strong chance of having it yourself. Um, just like having blue eyes, it's genetic. Um, so these are the kids that when they're little, they'll say peschetti instead of spaghetti. They will mix their letters up, uh, although letters can be uh, something that happens with little kids all the time. But if it's consistent, um, they won't learn easy words like than, uh, than and but very quickly because you can't see those words. Um, they stumble to get the words they want that, you know, they'll, they'll be like, well, you know, the other day, they can't remember the days of the week. So they'll say the other day for the entire week, Monday. No, the other day, mom, the other day. So, um, they just have trouble with language. It's, 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 it's either they have trouble processing it. So, um, they have trouble remembering some of, some of our grammar, some of our spelling. English is the hardest language to learn for someone with dyslexia, the so, way, the way our language is structured. So then Kathy, what can be done? Are there simple things that we can do in the classrooms? Are there questions that we can ask that can help us help the kids who need this? Well, we need to identify them as early as possible. The most impact we're going to have is in kindergarten and grade one. That is the absolute most impact. So if we're not trying to identify these kids and give them interventions in kindergarten and grade one, after grade three, the the way the brain is, the plasticity goes down and um, it after grade four, it's four times harder to remediate a child with dyslexia. So we have to throw everything we've got in that, those early years. But keep in mind that we've got a systemic issue and we've got kids in high school and, and adults that haven't had any interventions. And uh, we need a systemic solution, not $30 million going to God knows where. I don't know where it's going. Um, and, um, you know, the, the budget said that they're going to screen 15,000, was it, 150,000 kids, but only help 9,000 kids. That's only 6% of kids. And 20% will have dyslexia. So, you know, we need to be making plans that we can help all the kids, not just a select few. All right. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for talking to us about it. 
Okay, thanks for having me again. That's Kathy McMillan, a founding member of Dyslexia BC, uh, talking about the organization's disappointment at the lack of support. They, there was a $30 million over three-year uh, contribution or commitment made by the provincial government for screening for kids. But as Kathy points out, she believes that is not nearly enough when it comes to the kids who do grapple with dyslexia in school. And I'm sure some of what she described there is familiar to a lot of people out there, right? Just those, the simple things, the lack of desire to read, you know, you mix up words, the the words, it's so hard to concentrate on the reading. I mean, these are really common issues that a lot of kids have. And are we doing enough to reach those kids in school?